she was really bummed because they had the conversation of, I don't want the label, and she was torn by it. She was like, okay, well, I still want to see you, but it's confusing because we're dating. Right. Why don't you want to say that we're dating? So she's like, I'm sad that I let my guard down. I can't believe that. Like, this always happens. And I'm like, you need to keep going. Like, <laughs> it sucks. I know. Like, you're going to hit relationships where it just doesn't work, and you're going to be floored by it. Right. But if you don't, like, trust again, and regardless of whether or not you trust some new people, six new people, six new times, and you get heartbroken each of those times, seventh person, if you don't trust them, and it could have been something great, you won't know. Oof. Okay, hi everybody, and welcome to the Undo Anxiety Podcast. Uh, I'm Dr. John Duffy. I'm your host today. Um, a quick note on why we call this thing Undo Anxiety. Um, uh, the idea behind it is that we are all suffering from something that we probably don't need to be suffering from. And what we're finding here is the more we tell our stories, the more likely we are to eliminate some of the taboos around them. And we feel like, man, I'm not the only one who suffers this thing. So um, that's the idea here. That's what we're going to do. And to that end today, I am fortunate enough to be sitting with Sam. Welcome, Sam. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for joining me. Yeah, um, And Sam is, we're going we're gonna to talk about a couple of things, um, but we're going to start with relationships. Um, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend stuff. Sam is a freshman in college. Um, and, and we're going to talk about when they work and when they don't. So uh, why don't we start with what happens when a relationship isn't working? Do you mind telling us a little bit about, you know, without being specific or naming names, do you mind <laughs> telling us a little bit about like, um, a boyfriend, girlfriend relationship you've had maybe in high school that you felt, mm, this, this might not be quite right mm -hmm. somehow. Yeah, there's definitely several different types of relationships I've been in. There's like the relationship, and none of them have worked so far <laughs> but, well, in this portion of my life. Right, but, right. Um, there's like the relationship where you're with the guy because you're curious, you're like, okay, you know, it might work. Like we've been talking a little, like I don't, I'm not like head over heels for him or anything, but right. it might be fun. Like, let's give it a shot. And you're dating and it's fun. You're going out and doing stuff. But at the end of the day, you're like, okay, I mean, it's fun but it's not sweeping me off my feet. And I don't right. know what I'm expecting. Like, I don't know if I watch too many romantic movies, but I just feel like deep down, this isn't going to turn into anything. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, how do I nicely break it to you? That's not like you did anything wrong. It's just not what I'm looking for. Right. And sometimes that's hard to communicate because immediately they're like, okay, where did I go wrong? I, I thought it was going great and it was going fine, but just deep down, you know, like, Mm, maybe not, but... And are you looking for, like, are you a romantic? Are you looking for something that's going to work, like, long-term? You know, when you're in high school, when you're 16? I didn't think that I was un yeah. until my senior year. But um, I, I think, like, deep down everyone wants that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you... there. I mean, you can date people just to have fun, but at the end of the day, it's really nice to have someone who you do feel a deep connection with and, like... You're not thinking, okay, when are we going to break up? Because then, where are you even dating? Right. <laughs> if you just know right. that you're going to break up and you're spending all this time getting to know someone, which can be fun, but kind of stressful at the same time, if you kind of have this idea in your head that we're probably going to break up. You know, um, I, I'm, I'm going to put you in, in an unfair uh, position here. In the, in the kind of Tinder-based hookup culture of, you know, being, you know, what... Um, 18, 19 that yeah. you are now. Um, and even up to like, you know, I'm working with somebody now. She's, she's 25 or 26 and um, really has convinced herself like, oh, this is good. You know, I, I, I like hooking up with people mm -hmm. and, you know, like, you know, uh, just meeting them on Tinder, go on a couple dates, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then it's over. And in a way, I sincerely don't believe her. And, you know, yeah. I mean, you said, you know, like, I think we're all basically looking for somebody to, like, kind of share our lives with and stuff. Exactly. Do you believe that? Like, even even with, like, the idea that I think a lot of people, when I was your age, we had boyfriends and girlfriends a lot. We would yeah. date a lot. Um, now I work with a lot of people who, like, hang out in big groups. Mm -hmm. There is some hooking up maybe, but, you know, like, mostly it's, like, groups. And, like, yeah. rarely is somebody declared, you know, like, we're going out. You yeah. know, like, what what's your take on all that? Well, I feel like a lot of people 
are kind of scared to put a label on things. Like, I know, like, a lot of my friends will be seeing someone, and they go out and do fun things, and you would think that they were dating if you didn't know them. Yeah. But then the conversation comes up of, okay, well, are we exclusive? Okay, yes, we're exclusive, but we're not dating. But we go on dates, but we don't have a label, you know? So it's, like, (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of mind-boggling. You're like, okay, but... You're basically dating. Can you just say it? Like, right, right, right. And so I think there's a lot of like bad stigma around like relationships because everyone's so uncertain. We're all so young. You meet someone. You don't want to be like, okay, this is my boyfriend because then if it doesn't work out, you have to break up and no one likes breakups. Is that is that the reason? Because like I always wonder like why are people – I see this all the time, exactly what you're describing – why are people unwilling to say, I'm dating the person that obviously I'm dating? Yeah, exactly. Right? I think a lot of it is because if you're just seeing someone or you're just hanging out with them when clearly you're basically dating, yeah, you don't really have to have like a breakup. You can just be like, okay, like I'm not going to respond. Right, right, right. Because we're not dating. I don't owe him anything. He's not my boyfriend. If I don't want to hang out with him anymore, if I'm mad at him, we don't have to have a fight and break up. We can just stop talking. Got it. And I see that a lot. <laughs> we don't have to break up. And that's a big thing, huh? Like yeah. that, that, you know, we get to skip that ugly part, mm-hmm. and it's just like this easy separation somehow. Yeah. But yeah, it's more of like a, kind of like a cop out. Like, ha, we weren't dating to begin with. I don't have to, I don't owe you anything. I don't have to break up with you. Like, it wasn't serious. We didn't have a label. Like, I don't know what it is about this label that makes something so official and like. And do you kind of call BS on it? Do you feel like. Mm, I'm willing to say, like, if I'm dating somebody, I'm willing to say I'm dating somebody. Yeah. People should do that. They probably should. I yeah. mean, I can't say that I've ever seen people go separate ways and have it be easier when they didn't have a label versus when it did. I think it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> like, right. You might as well. I mean, I don't care what you do. I don't care if you don't want a label. But right. I think that's what a lot of people are telling themselves. Like, yeah. oh, we're not dating. But people get really emotionally invested in each other. And then they get scared and whatever. The guy's like, no, I don't want a label. The girl's like, okay, well, now I don't know what to do because it feels like we're dating. And there's just like a, a gap in the communication. Playing the other side of it, is there something like wisely self-protective about it? By, you know, not saying, you know, like I'm, I'm not in a relationship, so we're not really breaking up and, you know, exactly. no harm, no foul. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Like yeah? I, I think that there's probably an aspect of, okay, well, he's not my boyfriend, so I'm not, like, losing anyone that significant. Mm-hmm. I'm just not talking to this person anymore. Yeah. He's not that guy, my boyfriend, who I bring to, like, events and I go see with my family. Like, he's just a guy that I hang out with that happens to be around my family. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, so. We were talking um, before we started recording about, like, um, relationships, even in high school, that can be, like, um, controlling to the point where it's at least unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Have you had? Have you experienced that at all? I have. Um, when I was in my freshman year, going to my uh, sophomore year, and I, it's a very slow process. At first, it's great. Like you meet someone, you're like, okay, this is fantastic. He's awesome. Like we're spending a lot of time together. And then after you get over that, I don't want to call it a honeymoon phase, but no, that that's we can go with the that honeymoon though. Yeah, phase. yeah, yeah. right, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> when you're still like googly eyes over him but he starts to show his true colors you realize well you actually I didn't realize but a lot of my friends did that he asks more of you like you want to spend more time together and slowly every aspect of your life has to be run past him like can I go do this sure or no and if it's no no you have to come here with me like and, and slowly you don't have enough time to spend with your family or with your friends and then the only person you have is that one person because you lost everyone else because of them. Right. And is there an element of like um, brainwashing or something to it where you feel like, you know, you really feel like, boy, he's convinced me that I'm beholden to him and him alone. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And you want to defend him almost. Like I remember having conversations with my mom. She's like, okay, you're not even talking to me anymore. Like I'm close with my mom. I talk a lot with her. And right. we share a lot and – there came to a point where I was slowly realizing, you know, maybe something's up here, but, you know, he's great. Like, he means well. He just really cares about me, wants to spend all this time with me. He's not being controlling. And I knew that my mom saw it that way, and she was right. But (laughs) I slowly just, like, stopped talking about it. And then even my cousin, I talked to her all the time. She's like, hey, like, what's going on with him? Like, how are you guys? And I'd be like, oh, we're good. It's good, even though I knew 
hey, we've got a lot of issues we got to work on because yeah. I know that this isn't right, but I'll just work on it with him. No one has to know about it. And I think that's where, like, the brainwashing part comes in. It sounds scary almost. Like, you know, you are smart and strong and independent, you know, and you seem like an unlikely candidate to be kind of reeled in. Yeah. Um, you were saying, like, earlier, like, you know, that there's – it happens slowly – and there's um, in between, like the controlling parts. There's these moments where it's really nicer. He's apologetic, or, you know, and exactly. kind of keeps you, keeps you there, keeps mm-hmm. you on that line, kind of, huh? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm the type of person who's like, okay, it's fine. Like I believe you. I have faith that you're being honest. And mm-hmm. I, because if you're gonna be pessimistic, you're never gonna be able to trust anybody. And if you, if you keep not trusting people, you never know when you're gonna miss out on something. So. I would believe him every time. Like, he's going to change. He's not going to do this again. He really, really feels bad. And you're young at this point, right? You're 15, 16 years yeah, old. Yeah, it's like 16. Yeah. Um, thinking back on it, you know, um, is it as scary as it sounds? Because it sounds like it sounds like bordering on, if not already into, an abusive category, oh, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I Like, looking back, I'm shocked. And I, like, can hear my friends in my head being like, Sandy, like, can you not see what's going on? And I'm like, no, he's great. Like, you don't know. Like, you're not there when he's being nice. Like, you only see him when he's being mean. You only see the negative things that he does. You're not me. Like, you don't understand how nice he can be, which is exactly what everybody says when they're in that situation. Because it, it so is, man. It's like a Lifetime movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's so exactly. precisely kind of like it feels like by design mm-hmm. how a guy does this. Um, do you think this happens the other way around? Do you think girls can do this as as, as easily as guys can? Yeah. I, yeah? Think, I think it could be either just because it only requires one person to want to be in control and one person to be like almost over forgiving and want to put more effort into it than the other person. And what, what could anybody have said to you a couple of years ago? So everybody's like kind of like checking in with you, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's got their, their senses are tingling like, mm, this doesn't feel right, yeah. Sam, your mom, yeah. your cousin. Um, you know, is there anything anybody could have said that would have change that dynamic or, you know, uh, would, would have convinced you that, you know, like, mm, this might be unhealthy for you? I think they almost tried everything. Like, we came to a point where my friends were mad at me, and that didn't help because I was like, okay, my friends are mad at me. They're being mean to me. They don't understand me because I have this whole mindset of, okay, he means well. I care about him. This is working. They don't know. And then when they're mad at me, I'm like, okay, they really don't know now, and they're just being mean, and I can't, I can't handle it, and it just pushed me more into him. Oh, so man. they tried that. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, theoretically, that could have worked. Right. But they tried like pulling away. Like I lost most of my friends. I don't. And later we reconnected after I got out of the relationship. They're like, we didn't know what to do. We thought maybe if we stopped talking to you, you would realize, crap, I lost my friends. Like. I should probably get out of this because that's what they were telling me. Yeah. And that didn't Feels work. like a last straw kind exactly. of effort, right? Exactly. Well, we'll cut her off. And, and I then... just didn't get that message. I got, okay, my friends don't care now. They're fed up with me and they're done. They gave up. And in a way, that's like the ultimate end of an abusive relationship is like, he's all I have, right? Yeah, you know, it's exactly. like, I gotta stay here. Like, he yeah. won. He yeah, won he won. Yep. So if anyone could say something that I think would be effective, it would probably have to come from someone whose opinion you care about more than yours. Yes. And almost guilt you into thinking introspectively and admitting it to yourself because there's nothing anyone can say to convince you that it's happening if you don't know that it's happening. So if there were, I'm going to put you in another unfair spot here, (laughs) Sam. If there were some 16-year-old girl listening to you and I right now who was in a relationship like that, what would you say to her? That she probably has to, or that she should, not that she has to, because she doesn't have to do anything. Right, but right. she should seriously consider, like, thinking it through. Is he treating me right? Is he doing everything he can and everything he says he's going to do when he apologizes? Like, is he actually holding his word? Because he can say whatever he wants, and they'll do it all the time. Say the same thing over and over, but then their actions speak differently. 
because those they'll still do the same thing over and over despite what they're saying so I mean maybe he does make mistakes and maybe he apologizes and sometimes he actually Sticks, goes through the, the, with it yeah, but it keeps he, his word most of the time in my experience with like this type of relationship they don't so you just have to think okay don't listen to the sweet nothings because they literally mean nothing yeah, because yeah, yeah. nothing he's doing is changing and when you hit that wall of exhaustion of I'm sorry, okay, I'll be better, okay, and then it happens all over again. It's just draining, and you have to just question, is it ever going to change? It hasn't so far, so will it ever? I, I love that advice because it kind of takes um, other people's opinions, which don't work, I think you're saying mm -hmm. pretty clearly, out of the equation. You're saying, like, just be a little introspective. Trust your own instincts. Like, look mm -hmm. at it, you, you know, look at it with a you know, an objective eye yourself just for a moment, mm -hmm. like, are those promises being kept? Or do you feel, you know, worse? Exactly. And part, part of me thinks, like, the metric for relationships ought to be, like, one thing about, like, close relationships, um, there, there's this mythology that, like, you know, people say, like, relationships are hard. Relationships take a lot of work. And I don't think they should be that way. I you know, agree. like, I think that's yeah. mythology, right? I literally had that conversation with a guy I was with, like, two years ago, last year. Yeah? I was like, okay, like, you're really nice, but... I shouldn't have to try to want to go out to lunch with you. <laughs> like, I was like, I shouldn't have to try to make myself be excited to do this. Like, it's not that there's anything wrong with you, but, like, I shouldn't have to try. There, it, yeah. it could be easy with someone else. I should want to go do this. It should be. In the end, I think relationships should be easy, should make you feel good, should, you know, lift you up and I make agree. you right, like, make you feel better about yourself, not bad about yourself. You should be able to maintain other relationships and exactly. you know like it, it should, should be, be kind of all work together like a growing process i feel like a successful relationship includes two people who support each other yeah and help each other grow because if you're really going to be with someone long term it's a given that life is going to happen and you're right. going to go through changes and you need someone to support you through those changes instead of holding you back and being like no don't do that like that's a bad idea like if you want to do something you're, whoever you're with should probably support you on it if yeah. you feel like it's the right thing to do. And if they care about you, they will. Yep. And I think that's the difference between like a healthy relationship and an unhealthy relationship. Agreed completely. So, so for younger Sam, how does she get out of this relationship? How does this ever end? I eventually came to a point where I was just exhausted. I was so stressed that I got really sick. I was actually on my couch in my basement for the entire summer, and I was sleeping. I was wow. dead sick. Like I, my face was yellow. My skin was yellow. I was like jaundice. My liver was like struggling because I was so sick because I was in an incredible amount of stress. And I just got better, and I was like, I can't do this. Like you know that that there's probably something really important there too. Like you know if you're in a relationship that doesn't work you're probably going to run into something like a symptom, right? You mm -hmm. know, you're, so you physically got I sick, right? I was so worn down. Were you anxiety riddled? Ah, uh, yeah. Anxiety was through the roof. Like, it was exhausting to try and support someone when the whole world is against you for good reason. Yeah. In my eyes at the time, I was like, this sucks. Like, I don't know what to do. I was 15, 16-year-old me thinking, oh, I'll back him up. It's worth it. Like, <laughs> it's stupid. It was bad, but... Um, yeah, I guess I, that was a very physical symptom. Yeah, I mean, right. If you if you need to check in with nothing else than that. If your you know body what I mean? like is shutting down, <laughs> you probably should figure something out. No, that's really potent, right? I mean, like, that. that is so vivid. Like, you're jaundice, you know? Uh, yeah, my Ashen. skin was yellow. Yeah. I, I went to the doctor. They gave me my liver count. They're like, look, you're so sick. Your immune system's shutting down. Your liver is struggling. You cannot take Advil. Like wow, you, really? Uh, yeah, I couldn't take Advil. I couldn't take anything. I couldn't take any medicine because my body couldn't filter. And in retrospect, was that kind of a direct result of this relationship? I there was no other way that I would have gotten so stressed at that time in my life. Freshman year of high school may seem horrible. It was not that <laughs> bad. It was not that stressful. Like. The only thing in my life at that time was my relationship and how stressful it was and how manipulative it was. Yeah. And it was a direct, it had to be a direct result. I cannot think of another reason. And so you, you, you're sick and you know it and you're anxious and you know it and you finally ha have enough? Uh, yep. Yeah. And then I 
like attempted to get out of it and that's a whole other ordeal with these types of relationships because you're trying to break away and their sole mission is to control you so you're doing exactly the opposite of what they expect to happen yeah and so that's really hard that's a whole other process but eventually you hit a point where you're like i need to do this yeah i cannot go on this way this is not working and you have to gain the self-respect again because a lot of the times like your confidence like is broken it, completely is down. Yeah. yeah and you have to find like a little grain of it and be like okay from here we're gonna build like i need to at least have this part of me left like as long as i hold on to this part then we can slowly rebuild ourselves enough to like break away and like get yourself back like you literally have to get yourself back yeah because yeah, yeah. they have everything like they took away all your friends like your family is against you like no one knows what you're going through so you're alone he's the only one who's spending time with you at this point and you just have to like find one part like for me it was my family like i was like okay like my mom is super upset and i want to tell her what's going on and i can't and i value my family and i am just going to hang on to that and oh, slowly man. from there, I got the, the confidence to be like, okay, I it came to the point where he wanted me to go do something with his family on the 4th of July. Okay. And I wanted to do something with my family. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm staying with my family. We're having a barbecue. And he's like, no, you're not. And I was like, I am. He's like, why are you arguing with me? And I was like, because I value my family and I can't do this anymore like this is the only thing i have right now please don't take it away from me he's like no if you don't come over like blah 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 like empty threats basically right and i just didn't know what to do i was like mom i don't know what to do i can't i couldn't drive at this point i was right. 15 <laughs> my permit and she's like okay fine like i'll go over with you like his mom was on me about it she's like if you don't come over like we're never gonna talk to you again. And at this wow. point, I should have just been like, okay, like that's fine. She's like, if you really care about my son, you're coming over for our like family Fourth of July. And so I was like, mom, like, will you like take me? She's like, I'm coming with you. Like, this is crap. I'm not putting up with this. Like, she cannot say this to you. Why are you with this kid? Right. And so we go over there, and we are completely ignored. We are completely ignored. They did not say a word. They just looked at us, like half smirk. Like they won, we came. Wow! And it was and it like felt a game. like that. It felt like a game. Felt like a, a win. Yeah, and that they was won. it. And that was that's all they really wanted. Exactly. And at that point, my mom's absolutely livid because they just played a game on us. Yeah. Like we were just trying to settle the the haste in the air. Like it was crazy, and we lost. And uh -huh. My mom was not gonna stand for it. So she <laughs> took me home. And <laughs> From there, I was like, okay, clearly this is bad. My uh -huh. mom just saw it. It's too late. Can't hide it anymore. We have to do something about it. And how great, in a way, in retrospect, I bet that it always came to the light of day so obviously. Yeah. Like, oh, my mom sees it. Exactly. Now I see it. I didn't it. even have to tell her because it was so hard for me to tell her, like, this is how they are. It's really unhealthy. She just saw it. Yeah. Like, she was just put into the situation, and I knew she wasn't going to let me ever go over there again. So... It was a good excuse for me to be like, hey, you blew it. Your family, wow. like my mom's livid. I can't see you. But he didn't even care about that. He was like, no, we can sneak out, like blah, blah. Oh, like, so I'm like, right. great. This is even worse now. <laughs> He's like, not letting go. Yeah, sneak out of my house now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and um, really, it did come down to what I wanted. Yeah. I could nothing. I couldn't be like, my mom won't let me see you because he'd be like, screw your mom. Like, right. don't listen to her. Listen to me. Like, I have control of you, not your mom, which would get in my head, right? And so it just came down to me having to take my own, like, responsibility for my own self and my own decisions and be like, look, I, yeah, I agree with my mom. Yeah, you got me. Right. But it's really more about, I don't want this anymore. Yeah. And, like, that he did not take well, but you no, have I to No, I bet that. he didn't, right, he didn't go away quietly, no, huh? No, 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 Like, you, no, we met <laughs> when I finally figured out a good way to end it. I had to actually, like, trick him, which, mm, questionable, but I just told him, like, look, we're going to go on a break. Like, I need space. Like, we just need a little bit of space. Like, give me a week. And he's like, no, you can have a day. 
I was like, no, I'm going to take a week <laughs> because I'm going on this break. Like, I'm going to assert myself this here. This is what's this happening once. now. Like, you don't even know what's coming. I'm dumping you. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're going on at least a week break. Like, right. So, and I was so scared. Like, he was, he was so controlling. Like, it, very, like, mm, like. I can feel it. I can tell that you were scared. Yeah. It was, yeah. Really, it was a really rough situation. Like, he was just not a good person. And so I was terrified. I didn't want to go to his house. I didn't want to be anywhere in private with him. I was scared to go to a restaurant with him. So what we ended up doing was meeting at a park. We met at, like, Elm Park. Uh-huh. I, he, he had a bunch of crap that he gave me. And so I put it in literally a duffel bag. Like, here's your stuff. I'm uh-huh. like, here, I don't want it. Like, I'm going. He's like, let me walk you home. I'm like, I'm going to walk home by myself. I live three blocks away. And I'm kind of done here. I'm done. Like, yeah. we're going on a break. Here's your stuff. Like, I have nothing of yours now. You can't hound me about it. Like, this is everything that you ever gave me. Gifts included. I don't want them. Like, have them. And after that, like a week later, actually every day, following up to the week later, you calling me, threatening me, like, you can't do this stuff, but he didn't have anything on me anymore. I didn't have any of his stuff. I wasn't going to his house. Were you surprised at how much power you had, that you that you had the power to walk away from this? Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. I uh-huh. was shocked that I could actually do it because for the longest time, I was like, I'm never going to get out of this. Like, I have no idea what to do because not only is he controlling, his whole family is controlling. Were you unhappy, I mean, like viscerally unhappy while you were in it? Like, you know, like dating him? hanging out with him, spending time with him? I think, I mean, we had a good time. Yeah. Like, that's why it's so hard, because we would have fun, and he was, like, the first guy I dated for, like, a decent amount of time, like, wanted to be with him, and so I was kind of wrapped up in that for yep. a long time yep. and ignored a lot of the bad stuff for a long time, and I was happy, but I don't know how, art, like, artificial it was. I yeah. Like it must have been pretty artificial, uh, more of me having an idea of what I want it to be in my head and just convincing myself that this is what I wanted. It's it's a chilling story in a way because I have worked with people, you know, three times your age who have been in marriages that feel exactly like mm-hmm. what you're describing. You know what I mean? Like long-standing relationships yeah. that are, you know, and, and really like almost verbatim. I think people would say, like, there, there will be people listening who will be like, oh, my God, like, that's exactly how I feel, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I love your idea that, you know, like, kind of, like, scour your values. Think about what you care about or who you care about. Like, and, and, you, and you found, like, somehow out of that morass, you pick your family out. And you're like, mm, I'm not giving that up. You know, like, yeah. I'm not giving them up. And there must have, like, it almost feels like this survival instinct in it you is. that says, like, I'm going to scout, I'm going to find the thing that gets me out of this, mm-hmm. you know? And you almost realize, oh, my God, I don't have anything anymore. This is the last thing I have. If I give this up to him, I'm done. I'm never going to get out of it because right. he will have everything. He will have me, essentially. Oh. And you just got to hold on to that one piece. If you let that one piece go, I don't really know what you would do because you'd be so so much more invested because you have nothing like he becomes everything did you ever worry that mm, I, I could end up in a pattern of relationships like that like I think this happens sometimes with people mm-hmm. like you know that they um kind of end up victims over and over and over again mm-hmm. did you ever did that ever cross your mind or like you know is it now <laughs> I mean it, de- it definitely like happened like after him it's not I had other horrible relationships you did. but not in the same way as it was before, as in like the controlling and the manipulation. Yeah. Only because I was so hyper aware of that. And I probably pushed people away when they were just trying to argue for uh, lunch at one instead of lunch at noon. So you became very self protective. <laughs> <Nope, done. laughs> Sorry, we're on lunch right up. now. <laughs> got it, got it. So, um, <laughs> but I definitely could was a victim again. I mean, I think. Maybe half a year later, I was dating someone who I was like, I don't know why, I worshipped the God he walked on, I thought he was so awesome, like, oh my God, I can't believe he likes me, like, this is so cool, like, I'm going to spend every second with him, like, uh-huh. I'm going to like everything he likes, which is horrible, you should never do that. Oh, and it sounds eerily <laughs> familiar, right? It yeah, sounds it like, oh man, that's, it is a pattern, it feels just like the last exactly. one. Exactly. Yeah. I thought it was going to go well, because he was so nice, I'm like, he's nothing like the last one. Like, right, right, right. fine. And... He goes, am I, he, I could not get a hold of him for, I want to say like five days. 
and we'd wow. been spending every day together. Like we had been spending every second because I thought he was the coolest thing ever. Right, right. <laughs> and and you couldn't believe he liked you. And yeah, yeah. And I was like, what's going on? Like I I just don't know. And it's probably about two thirty in the morning one night. I get a text from my friend. She's like, do you know where he is right now? And I was like, no. And it was the same thing, the same pattern of I didn't really tell anyone that he was missing. Wow. Everyone's like, oh, how is he? I was like, You're oh, kind of protecting good. him. He's and, fine. Mm. Like, he'll come back. I don't know where he is, but it's nothing suspicious. Like, you right. like I don't want anyone to know that. Same exam, exact thing. Yeah. And I was like, uh, like, he's probably at home, like, sleeping. And she's like, you know, you know you don't know where he is. And I was like, do you know where he is? She's like, yeah. And he had been, like, living at his ex-girlfriend's house for, like, a week. Wow. And, like, leaving her house to come, like, take me out. And then we'd go back to my house, and he would say something along the lines of, my sister's sick, I have to go home early. And he would leave and literally go to her house, and he lived there. He was living there. Really? Yeah. So, and and obviously been cheating on me the whole time. Yeah. So I'm thinking, wow, my whole relationship, I've probably been being cheated on. And I didn't find out until now. And... I just didn't even know. T- I couldn't. I still couldn't get a hold of him. So I ended wow. up having to call him and leave a voicemail saying, "Look, I've been trying to reach you. You're not answering. I wish I could have this conversation and this confrontation with you in person, but I know what you're doing. There's proof of what you're doing. Right. I'm done. Like that's it. And I'm assuming he heard it. And we didn't talk for a while until I was taking the ACT and the phone was off in the locker. Horrible ACD. That was the worst score I got three times. <laughs> I can imagine your mind was elsewhere during that three hours. And I go to my locker and I turn my phone. I'm going to walk home, meet some friends for lunch. And there's like six full page texts on my phone from him. I'm like, Christ, like, I thought you were dead. <laughs> and so I'm reading him and he's Sammy, I'm so sorry. Like, please let me explain what happened. And I'm like, okay, well, you were MIA. I kind of want to know what happened. Yeah. I'm just a little curious. So I don't blame like, you. I'll pick you up from school. Like, I'm like, okay, fine. Take me home. Like, okay. give me a ride home. Like, jump chop, explain. I don't really care. I'm not going to forgive you. Right. And Just want to hear you. I want to see you dance, huh? Exactly. A little bit. Okay. And so basically he told me why he was missing, which is pretty messed up. I don't know if you want me to share. Um, it's It's up to you. Um, well, basically, so I had no idea. Like, I knew this, like, he was a little older than me, and not very much. Huh? He was literally the next grade up. Okay. I was a junior, he was a senior. Yeah. And, like, I knew that he, like, he's a, he likes to have fun with, like, you know, different substances and whatnot, uh-huh. and I was never really involved, and it just kind of was there. Like, right, right, right. Like, I was never doing anything, and just kind of like, yeah, like, he just does that, that's fine. Got it, yep. Like, I know his friends are scummy, like, I'm not, well, I didn't mean to say scummy, but... <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Shady. Uh, they're, they're, they're a little shady, a little yeah. questionable. Right. Make, um, make some less than perfect choices. My mom cry if I brought any of them home. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I knew that I knew that was like a thing. Didn't really think too much of it. We always said I did math homework. Yeah. I, he it wasn't very good at math, but I liked to pretend that he was. I would tell my mom that he was good at math and that he was helping me with my grades. But Boy, So you were able to kid yourself about some things, yeah, right? I yeah. Was, yeah, it's not yeah, And even deal. put like the, the substance abuse yeah. into like in, into compartmentalize that, right? Yeah, like, oh, well, like, that's just that's a thing like he does. That's his thing. He yeah. knows what he's doing. I'm not going to worry about it. It right. doesn't affect me right now. I'm not doing anything. I'm not getting in trouble. That's his own thing. Like. It doesn't affect me, yeah. which clearly it does because sure. he goes on to say that he was missing because he was so out of his mind on heroin that he could not, he just couldn't function. He couldn't think straight. He didn't know what he was doing, my which God, isn't an excuse in my opinion because you did you did that. Like right. You have to hold yourself accountable for that. Right, right, right. Like you yeah. did that and then you hurt me. Like that, yeah. I... I'm not going to let that go. I'm sorry that you're going through this. Like, And he's like, yeah, I've had troubles with it before. I've had troubles with other things before. And I, I'm like, okay, well, that's not me. Right, right. <laughs> that's not my life. I'm sorry. Like, I wish I could help you, but, like, he didn't let me help you when we were dating. You're not going to let help me help you now. So you just got to disconnect. And it's like, I'm sorry that that happened or that you're doing that. Like, you should really not. But I, I have no hold over you. Was there ever a pull from him to pull you into that world. Like I, I've worked with a couple of girls who have um, been drawn 
into that darkness, yeah. you know, of of a guy's life. I'm, I'm, I I can't. I just happen not to have worked with the opposite, where uh-huh. a guy's been dragged into that with a girl. But I've worked with a couple of girls who've had that happen, where yeah. then they've ended up on drugs. You know, like yeah, because you you want to impress them almost. Yeah. But thank God I, I didn't really get sucked in. I didn't get sucked in when we were dating. Yeah. Because it was more of like the aftershock of oh my God. I really cared about him, and he had been cheating on me the whole time. I meant nothing. Yeah. And I knew that he had been dating her before me and that they broke up. Right. So I basically was like the middle nothing, right? So I was like, oh, crap. Like, all right, this sucks. I don't know what to do. But I think you get drawn in because it's kind of mysterious, and it's yeah. you don't really know everything. Yeah. And then when you start to know things, you want to help. You want to fix him. You can fix him. He's going to change. I'm going to help him. So did you stick around for a while after um, you yeah, heard about Yeah, I did. I would check up. Like, are you okay? Like, when, like, do you, like, do you need anything? Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. are you going to school? Are you going to go to college? Like, and then, like, when he did, like, oh, how's college going? Like, are you doing well? Like, I just, I don't know why I was so curious. Yeah. But I was. So that's yeah. definitely part of the lure. Uh, I can imagine. When, when you, um, when you think back to these two guys, um, and, and again, heroin is such a complicating element, you know, mm-hmm. but, but just a controlling element, like, you know, so you can look back and if you can be a little objective about these guys who were boys at the time, effectively, you know, um, it, can you see like what drove them to be controlling? Like, was there this deep insecurity in them or what do you think their deal was? I think for the first one, the manipulative controlling one, yeah. I just feel like he, was just really lost, and he did not have any good person to look up to. Like, his parents were not really the best people. He wasn't really raised in the best area. He basically had the mentality of, okay, well, I'm probably not going to amount to anything more than my parents, and I'm just going to act like them. Right. And I have this older brother who is just like them, just like me, so kind of just following in their footsteps. He fell in line. Yeah. Yeah. It was just how he was going to be. Did you picture that, you know, like, I don't know if you're in touch with him now or anything. Do you picture, like, that's, uh, unless something dramatic happens, that's his life. I mean, he's going to, you know, some some poor woman's going to marry him one day. Probably, yeah. I can't see him having any incentive to change. Yeah. And a lot of that comes from he doesn't really have the mental capacity to be like, look, I can... I can go past this. I can be past them. I can do better. Can you envision, like, the circumstance that would drive change in a person like that? Like The only thing I could think of is if he literally moved away. If he decided he was going to go, he was going to go in the military for a while. Yeah? He, I don't know what happened to that. Do you think you breaking up with him and, you know, really finalizing that, do you think that had any impact on him? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I wonder, you know, like, I was like <laughs> in the end... He wasn't able to control you, yeah. right? I mean, you know, and like that might be. I'm wondering if that was an important message for him. You know, like I think he, because briefly after we broke up, he got a new girlfriend who looked freakishly like me. I no will, kidding. I will say <laughs> <laughs> they were together for a long time, but I don't know her. But I, I ironically, I see like her her social media posts, and you right. can, you can tell like okay, he's doing this right now. Like she's getting pissed, and eventually she broke up with him too. But she was under the spell. Do you feel like I, I feel it was like similar? I feel like she must have been in the same boat. But yeah. She stuck with it a lot longer than I did. Yeah, yeah. Poor girl, but... <laughs> no kidding, right? Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if he was really affected. I feel like he's probably just going to go for the next person. Yeah. And it, it, it fulfills some kind of self... I don't even know what to call it. He's got like some void mm-hmm. that he's trying to fill by having control. Like maybe he just feels like he's not in control of his right. own life. He and that will never work, will it? I mean, no. it'll never... It'll only be harmful until he fills that void himself somehow, exactly right? um and in the meantime your your point to people who are victim to that is look inside use your own inventory and look at your life and find the thing right mm-hmm. find the thing that will pull you out of exactly. that you know and follow your instinct and i don't know where he's gonna find that yeah because yeah. everything like his family isn't gonna help him right it's not like my family helped me right his right, family right. won't help him yeah he, his friends they won't help him his school, not going to help him. Like, we didn't even go to the same school. Like, his neighborhood, definitely not going to help him. So that's why you almost feel like a, a major context shift. Like, maybe the military yeah, would have been, like, like a great move for him. he had some instruction huh? and someone yeah. controlled him. And he was, like, probably pouty about it and didn't like it. But <laughs> right. he would get over it. Right, you know? right, right. Like, and his life could change. It would whip him into shape, probably, yeah. because he would realize that he's not always going to have control. That there's going to be some big scary dude yelling at him and controlling him. Like, it would be a change in perspective for him Yeah. that might change him. 
I love that. I like, well, I like the idea that there's hope for anybody, mm-hmm. even somebody who's abusive, you know, like yeah. that's sometimes we like just, you know, we want to just like um, villainize. Um, but I always figure like, there's a reason that people are like that too, right? Exactly, you know? and yeah. I and I could see that. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't hate the kid. No, I, I can stuck tell. with him. Yeah, I know, so, right? <laughs> so I know that there's some good aspect there. Yeah. I know that he's not evil. Right. But he's a little bit crazy. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Say. You don't want to be with him <laughs> until unless and until something yeah. shifted. So how does Sammy, who has had these kind of maladaptive relationships for herself, finally find a relationship that that works for her that feels like kind of mutually respectful and loving and caring you know um how how do you land in the relationship you're in now how does this how does this shift happen i've actually like explained this to people like especially recently at school this girl i know it's not working out with the guy that she's not dating, but <laughs> clearly dating. Going back to the beginning of our conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's not dating, but she goes out with every Friday and exactly, Saturday. And, yeah. Exactly, and then goes over and does homework and, yeah. you know, all it goes out to lunch. Right, you know, so, so that guy, she's clearly not dating clearly that she sees Clearly not day. dating that she's dating, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> um, she was really bummed because they had the conversation of, I don't want the label, and she was torn by it. She was like, okay, well, I still want to see you, but it's confusing because we're dating. Right. Why don't you want to say that we're dating? So she's like, I'm sad that I let my guard down. I can't believe that. Like, this always happens. And I'm like, you need to keep going. Like, <laughs> it sucks. I know. Like, you're going to hit relationships where it just doesn't work and you're going to be floored by it. Right. But if you don't, like, trust again, and regardless of whether or not you trust some new people, six new people, six new times, and you get heartbroken each of those times, the seventh person, if you don't trust them and it could have been something great, you won't know. Oof. If you're listening, just think about that for a minute. Think about what Sam just said, right? I mean, you know, like you've got to keep going and trust people. I, I, I work with some people right now, Sam, um, who literally refuse to be in a relationship at all because they're like, well, I could get hurt. And my point back to them is usually, yeah, you probably will. Yeah. You know, like the first yeah. relationship you're in probably isn't going to be the last relationship you're in. Like exactly. that's a rare thing. Mm-hmm. But you're going to be better off for the experience and and in the end you find somebody right and exactly. you want to you know if you trust no one then you're an island right yeah and you won't get anywhere yeah. with anybody and life is kind of not that interesting if you're not yeah it's all with like, someone as much you know as i hate to like think back about my horrible relationships they've changed me so much and i'm actually grateful that i went through everything i did because from the first one, I realized, okay, my family is something that means the world to me, and I'll do anything for them, and I know that they're going to help me through this. Yeah. For the second one, you have to be able to detach yourself from situations where you're you're helpless, and you can't help somebody who doesn't want to be helped. And, like, I've used that lesson with people who I'm not dating, like friends who you just can't, like, as much as you try, and it stresses you out. There's a point where if you don't know that you need help, then I can't help you. That's a, that's a great point, too, is the lessons you learn – in, in dating, breaking up, uh, anything that happens in a relationship it can apply to any other relationship exactly. too, right? Like so you might have a friendship parents, that's not working well. You Yeah, something with your parents, right? Yeah, anything, it's all grist for the mill. You learn something when you relate to somebody. If you're just operating out of fear and you're like, well, no, I'm not going to put any label on it. I'm going to disconnect. I'm not going to go up. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be with anybody. Then, then you're an island and it, you're not really... In life, you're not engaged, right? Exactly, and yeah. without that, you're not going to have any... If Without the trust, you're right. not going to get any of these experiences as much as it sucks. I'll say it. It sucks to give everything to someone in hopes that it's going to work out and to be completely let down. And you just have to be able to move past that and be like, okay, yeah, that hurt. I'm not okay right now. I will be okay. Next time, like, I want to trust someone I'm probably going to be hesitant you you will be but if you can get over that you might be rewarded for it do you think there's there's some truth then to the idea that you know like um relationships are so key but you got to have your own thing going on like you know because there's going to be that gap in between yeah so if you don't have a life if you don't have if you're not like creating or you're not engaged or you're not in school and working or doing something extracurricular you're then you're sunk. Like, you know, exactly. if, you're without, if you're all about a relationship and that alone, mm-hmm. that's not it, healthy. It's not because if you if you don't have a you, then you can't have a you and him, you know, it, then it's all him. And if you lose him, then there, and there's no you, then 
what do you have? If you're not doing something to keep you entertained or like working on a project, like I write music, like I write my own songs, I do art, like that has always been there. That's been a constant. When I've been rock bottom, yeah. no, write a sad song, yeah. paint, paint something blue, you know? Create it, something, right? Exactly. I mean, what a, what a great instinct. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. If there isn't, a, if you don't have a you, you can't have a you and him. Mm-mm. Oh, Sam, man, that is <laughs> genius. Um, so, so the, the the guy you're with now is is a nice guy. He's not abusive. You've broken a pattern. How does how does somebody do it? It takes a lot of guts. <laughs> does it? It's yeah. a guts. Yeah. It's because it's really hard to trust other people, and it's really much harder to trust yourself when. You're unsure, and do I trust my gut? Do I trust him? Yeah. Like it, it kind of, it goes together because if if you don't want to open up to him, you don't have to. But if you're questioning it in the first place, you have to get yourself to trust you. And then once you're like, okay, I want to trust him. It's gonna work out. Then you have to trust him. Yeah. So it's a twofold process. Is he on probation? I mean, in your <laughs> mind, you know what I mean. Like, is yeah. it, is it forever a process of like you know? I'll trust him, and then, uh, but but I'm gonna take a, an objective look at this once in a while because I want to make sure I'm not like falling down the rabbit hole again. You know, like it's crazy because I wouldn't say he's on probation. Doesn't I don't know, sound like it. I I don't know if that's because I just I do have this practice of okay, give everything. You got to trust because you might get something out of it, or you might learn something. But I don't I don't think he's on probation. I can't say that I've questioned it ever do you think a lot of us have kind of a fundamental instinct about whether somebody is safe and good and trustworthy and you know like we don't we don't have that jealousy feeling or that anxiety you know like i assume you are not jaundice laying on the couch when <laughs> you're with not, this guy <laughs> i am not jaundice laying on the couch i definitely think that you do have like an innate feeling about people and yeah. sometimes it's really clouded like i could have sworn that manipulative ex-boyfriend was like, not the one, you know, right, but I right. could have sworn that he was going to be around for a while and that I knew him and I could trust him and clearly I couldn't. Yeah. But it gets clouded when you have an image of what you want yeah. and you're with someone and you're like, this could be what I want. Right. But the key is the, it could be. Right. It's not, it is what I want. And I think if you are with someone and you're not, okay, this could be what I want and you're certain, you're like, okay, this is what I want then you're kind of there. You know, it. I totally agree with you. And it's hard to convince somebody who isn't in that relationship that's the last one, that's the one that, that's working, you know, that that can happen, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I remember, um, you know, so I, I had, you know, girlfriends when I was growing up. Um, and then when I, when I uh, started seeing Julie, who is now <laughs> Mrs. Duffy and has been for 25 years Aww. next month, I remember thinking like, I didn't know that this was possible, like this Mm -hmm. feeling was possible, that you could really trust somebody like without any consideration, like, you know, that like, oh, she would never do anything to hurt me ever, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, and that was a revelation. Like, it was like, you know, oh, I feel like, you know, every single day, you know, we lift each other up, not that we've never had an argument or anything, but every single day it's like, "Mm, I prefer being with her than not, you (laughs) know what I mean? And like, and, and I think we create this mythology, like over time in relationships that like, oh, like... Uh, my wife's this ball and chain or my husband's this pain in the ass and you know like and, yeah. I, and I think like mm, you probably shouldn't talk about the person you love most in the world like that you know like you sworn between God and everybody else that you love more than anybody no exactly. right no I, I, I think you're right about that, that that sometimes you just get this instinct that trusting is the right thing right mm-hmm. and that you know and if you don't and you hold back then, then you're not allowing something to happen exactly. that needs to, that should happen, I right? Think this just reminded me, like right now he's not on probation, but I w- was almost hesitant in the beginning, only because like the time in my life. Yeah. It was the end of senior year. We're going to college in four months. Well, I have no idea what's going to happen. I don't know where he stands. We've we've never been to college, obviously. I don't right. know how he's going to handle it. I don't right. know how I'm going to handle it. Dicey and time, man. I was like torn because, okay, do I? let myself keep going because every day I'm spending with this kid like oh no like it gets better and better and I've never had that experience I've always had you know honeymoon phase and then that's over and you're like okay he still has good qualities should I break up with him did the good outweigh the bad I don't know but this is the first time where it's 
okay, we're, we're building from a friendship. Okay, we, we really like each other. Like, let's go for it. Building from that, and it just keeps getting better and better, and it, I don't know. Even do, do you think it's uh, – well, I like that. Do you think it's better to build from a friendship than to, to just start dating someone cold? Like, what do you think of, like – apps like dating oh, apps no. where it's like you know suddenly you're out with somebody because you think they look pretty good I think it's pretty, exactly because that's that's pretty based on that's almost solely based on physical appearance yeah and not to say that's not important right because you can't but everybody really likes you know music and walking on the beach exactly. like, right? everyone likes long walks on the beach right. and, like, and coffee and music right, right, so right. <laughs> i think it's important to meet someone and have that physical chemistry and if your friends and if you've been friends for, like, a long time, especially, and that chemistry just develops and you notice, like, a shift in, like, oh, wow, like, you know, he really knows everything about me. Yeah. I really trust him. And now I'm starting to have, like, romantic feelings for him. Like, oh, that's weird. Like, we used to be friends. But yeah. it's snowballing almost. And I think meeting someone on an app, not to... Disney Not to diminish one. that, right? <laughs> Sometimes it works. I mean, maybe you meet someone and you do have that physical chemistry, but I think there's something extra special about being around someone, and especially if you're friends for such a long time, and having that crazy story of wow, we were friends for this long, and it just developed, and there's this, there's such a, I don't even know what to call it, but it's a very romantic arc, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I like that. I, I think that's a nice story too. Um, if, if you were giving, you know what a TED Talk is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you're giving a TED Talk about relationships, what's the punchline? What's, what, what do you want people to know about relationships that they might not? What, what, what's, the, what's the gist of, 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 the, of the Sammy message on intimate relationships? I feel like we kind of covered it earlier, but it should be easy to care about the person. It should be easy to trust them. Not to say it's not going to be hard to get through your arguments or like meet halfway on things but it definitely should be easy to be with them and to like maintain your feelings for them whether or not it's hard to get through whatever hardships you guys face together I think at the end of the day if you guys can it's easy to trust and work with each other and it's easy to communicate you can pretty much overcome anything with the wisdom of Sammy right there, man. Thank you so much yeah, for coming you. in here. Um, okay, guys, listen to this one and listen carefully and rewind and listen again if you need to because there's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, you can find this uh, podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and WGN+. Plus. Um, if you have any thoughts, questions, comments about this, uh, this podcast or if you uh, or someone you know would like to be a guest, uh, write me at johngduffy at drjohnduffy.com. Um, I have a free parenting program if you are a parent on my website at drjohnduffy.com. Um, and thank you once again for your time on behalf of Sammy and myself. And I will talk to you next time. Thanks so much. Have a great day.